Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 3-1 Atlanta United over D.C. United tonight here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The second half of the season for Atlanta United begins just as the first half of the season began with a home victory. Seven wins on the year now for Atlanta United. A- again, unbeaten in their last six. Four of those six were draws, but you have wins bookending. Yes, and still and a fact. Look at the number of goals scored as well over those six matches. Atlanta United will add to their goal-scoring total tonight. I don't know what Charlotte did. Uh, Charlotte scored three. How about that? So uh, they're keeping pace with Atlanta United right now. But Atlanta, wow, Charlotte came back from 3-1 down, as a matter of fact. Good for them against Seattle. Um, but Atlanta United still among the highest-scoring teams of the league. What we have seen, though, Jason, in um, you know at least three of the last four matches is Atlanta United now really starting to lock down defensively. And again, I don't want to demean the Taxi Funtas goal at all, but it was a midfield turnover that sprung a 1v the keeper breakaway. That's an unconventional situation. You look at the way that Atlanta has defended set pieces, the way they've defended in transition, and the way that they've finally been able to manage to clear their own 18 in three of their last four matches. I'm encouraged going into the international break. A couple of things. You never apologize for being on a six-game unbeaten run. Never, never, never. Atlanta United has had some results in that. Two draws specifically that finished 3-3 that should have been wins. Still six games unbeaten. That part's true. Could have been even better. It's not as good as it could have been. But to finish out this run with a win at home after a game in the midweek, really impressive fortitude shown by Atlanta United tonight, especially in the second half where you have every excuse in the world to have tired legs and not be able to go and get the three points. Andrew Gutman and the rest of the crew really fought for these three points. A great win. 3-1 over D.C. United tonight. Man of the match brought to you by Heineken. Very hard to deny Andrew Gutman with a goal and an assist tonight. And the assist produced the back-breaking goal in the 73rd minute. Really a well-timed run. He held his line very well. Goal was initially ruled offside, but uh, he was able to hold his line and, and remain onside and um, put a beautiful ball into Tyler Wolf, who all Tyler really needed to do was slam dunk it. But Andrew Gutman, after really expending a ton of energy to the point where I was wondering if he might be able to start tonight after expending so much energy in L.A. on Wednesday. A great performance by him tonight. Yeah, I was the same way. I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to go tonight, and he was, and he's able to find it in the second half. I would love to, because he's not going to admit it right now, I would love to find out if he was going for goal on the goal. I think he was because I thought he got his head up and saw Miller cheating away from his goal. I think he's trying to put it behind him. He eventually does. Um, I'd love to find out maybe a month later on that one. But the assist, that's a play that Atlanta United has been trying to create consistently. And we've seen it in, in a variety of ways. Trying to ride that line where a team is going to try to set it. DC sets it very high. Ride the line, loop the run, 
play the ball in behind to the runner, and everything opens up. Think of Yorgos Yakamakis' goal in Chicago, where he puts it away himself. This one, Gutman has help on the back post, but the run perfectly timed. So Andrew Gutman, the man of the match, brought to you by Heineken. The statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. Uh, shots were 13 to 10 DC. Shots on target 5-4 DC. Possession 51-49 Atlanta. Key passes 9-8 DC. Expected goals 1.41 to Atlanta, 0.91 to DC. Atlanta United won seven corners tonight. DC won four. Uh, the duels were 59-41 D.C. I'm really surprised by that. D.C.'s number one in the league in duels. Good point. Atlanta uh, passed at 81% tonight below their season average, but still outpassing D.C., who was at 79%. And uh, the uh, uh, tackles uh, won were 11-4 D.C., but Atlanta had eight interceptions to D.C.'s three. 15 fouls on Atlanta United, 10 for D.C. United. Interesting there because D.C. was second in the league in fouls committed coming into tonight. I think what's so impressive about it for uh, from the Atlanta United perspective is Atlanta United was second in the league coming into this in duels. D.C. was first. D.C. won a lot of the duels, obviously, from the numbers. Uh, Christian Benteke, I think, was 7 of 11 on aerial duels. But they weren't dangerous wins and that's where you have to give Atlanta credit in a game that they had 51 percent of the ball you know they didn't dominate possession but they played the game that occurred sometimes when you have a a very specific style of play you have a philosophy you get rigid with playing in that manner this game was going to be different and DC makes it a little bit different because of the way that they play they invite that ball over the top something Atlanta doesn't want to overdo in general but it's something that they used to affect tonight really well. They recognized where the weaknesses were, they exploited them, and they took it to three points. So that is the statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont, official health care partner of Atlanta United. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We're hoping to do a lot in the next segment, hopefully hearing from Brad Guzan, hopefully hearing from Gonzalo Pineda, and we'll have the highlights as well as Atlanta United defeats D.C. United tonight 3-1 on the full-time report, Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back on the full-time report on Sports Radio 92.9. The game music from the DMV tonight. Uh, I feel like we play that one every time yeah. Atlanta beats DC. Yeah. Uh, Fugazi. Uh, that's a request for John Roper, a loyal listener. Um, one of the great bands on the heavier side we got from you, DC. Yeah, we got you, buddy. Uh, three, You know, 10th time now that you and I have done an Atlanta-DC match together and Atlanta United has won. Because remember, in 2017, this this was the bogey team oh. for Atlanta United. They could not figure out. Bill DC. Hamid standing on his head against Atlanta Absolutely. United. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. This was the bogey team. D.C. won all three meetings in 2017. But since then, Atlanta United now 10-2-0 and 0 against D.C. United. And uh, one of the losses was the 2019 season opener when Atlanta was uh, in the midst of Champions yep. League conditions were a huge, huge factor that night. The other one was at Audi Field at the end of the 2018 season. Conditions were really a factor in that one as well. Very slick pitch. Jeff Lorenowitz had scored in that game, but Atlanta United lost it 2-1. No such fears tonight as Atlanta United defeats D.C. United 3-1. want to remind you that for every Atlanta United clean sheet this season, they'll donate $2,000 to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. This year's donation total currently $8,000 and very nearly went to $10,000 tonight. Brad Guzan's only goal allowed was on a 1v the keeper breakaway, which you're going to hear in just a moment. You're also going to hear Brad Guzan in just a moment. He's uh, just a few minutes away from coming to our microphone down in the dressing room. And then after that, you will hear from Gonzalo Pineda. But while we wait for Brad to uh, finish cleaning up in the dressing room, let's go through the highlights of tonight's match. Atlanta United opening the goal scoring in the 13th minute, the 10th goal of the year, which puts... Yorgos Yakimakis into the co-lead for the Golden Boot. 
Robinson now on the right side. He'll go over the top again for Yakimakis. Miller way, way off his line and misses Yakimakis who shoots, scores! Boom, Yakimakis! From an incredibly tough angle, Yorgos Yakimakis with his 10th goal of the year. Knocking on the door of the Golden Boot lead. It's 1-0 Atlanta United. Tyler Miller had not been punished for playing sweeper keeper yet this season. Felt like this might be the night. I didn't expect him to make that decision that he did. That ball being that far wide, it's really not going to work out well for the goalkeeper who goes sliding there. It is a tough angle for Yorgos Yakamakis, though, but it's an open net, and he's just got to pass it in. Yorgos gets it done. 1-0 Atlanta United at that point in the 13th minute. 14 minutes, though, uh, later, D.C. United equalizes, and was it a mistake by Almada? Was it a heck of a tackle by Chris Durkin? You be the judge. I obviously did not judge it very well, thinking it was Franco Ibarra with the mistake. Here was the uh, equalizing goal by Taxi Fuentes. Pass. It's picked off by Wiley. And, oh, and then it's given away by Ibarra. 2v0 coming down the middle. Here's Fuentes into the box. Shot. Score. Terrible giveaway, Franco Ibarra. DC equalizes as a result. That made it 1-1 at halftime. I know Brad's waiting for us on the headset. Brad, you're going to get the pleasure of hearing some highlights here for a moment. I just want to complete this very quickly. I hope you don't mind. Second half. <laughs> right, thanks, Brad. In the 49th minute, Andrew Gutman gives Atlanta United the go-ahead goal and a lead that they would not relinquish. This is the hot play of the match brought to you by Scanna. Ahead to Wiley, back to Almada. Played ahead, Gutman, right side of the six. Cross, deflects it for a goal! Andrew Gutman scores for the third time this year. Atlanta United back in front in the 50th minute. Brad, while we have you, I've got to ask you, was Andrew going for goal there? Uh, listen, I don't know. <laughs> His crossing ability, um, he could have been crossing it, cutting it back. He could have been doing all sorts. I don't know what he was doing. I but gave him credit for going to goal. I think he might have been. For sure, for sure. I thought he was crossing. But, uh, <laughs> Brad, Brad's being generous to kind of back me up. For over 20 years, Scan Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Brad, thank you for being patient. Let's just play the, the game clincher very quickly, the goal by Tyler Wolf initially called offside but ruled in by VAR. Yakimakis turns and drives it forward to Gutman. Left side of the 18. Gutman dribbles into the box. Cross, shot, score! Offside. Tyler Wolf scored. The flag is up, and I'm sure they'll check it. And they're going to the monitor. Referee steps away, blows his whistle, makes the signal. Tyler Wolf has done it again. And Atlanta United with a 3-1 lead with 15 minutes to play. They would obviously hold the score line, and the big reason why was Brad Guzan tonight. Uh, again, just a sterling performance by you, Brad. You know, um, there are a lot of people saying a lot of things after the New England game, and I, I think you have definitely let your play do the talking over the last two matches, saving at 9.23. You've saved almost two and a half expected goals. Your distribution has been good, 45 accurate passes. I hope, Brad, that the, uh, as Trey Young would say, the apology has been as loud as the disrespect for you. Yeah, listen, um, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about, Mike. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're referencing. Of um, course. No, listen, obviously, fair enough, right? And and that's part of it. Um, you know, when, when things don't go well, you know, you're, you're in the spotlight. And normally when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it, it leads to a goal against. And that's the life and the profession of a goalkeeper. Um, but listen, obviously, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions, and that's perfectly fine. That doesn't change who I am. That doesn't change how I go about my business. That doesn't change how I go about my work and, and how to get better day in and day out. And um, tonight I was able to make a few, you know, a few saves, um, you know, late on and whatnot. And um, listen, credit to the guys in front of me because they worked their socks off. And, and to come out of here with a deserved, uh, deserved uh, three points was a great result. Brad, there's a lot of things that Jason and I get to observe uh, traveling with the team that I think a lot of people don't get to see. And I. 
I want to go back to Tuesday at UCLA and the work you were doing with Liam Curran, where, where he, I don't know if he had that, that shield or whatever it was called, and he was blocking balls from you at a tough angle. I looked at Jason and said, Brad's going to be ready to go tomorrow night. And it, just the amount of work that you have put in since the New England game, I know you've done a lot of video as well. I've observed you doing that. Uh, it, it's, it's a credit to you and your professionalism, but did you change anything in the last week and a half? Have you done anything differently, or was this just a matter of uh, – Hey, you, you've had it all along, and things are just finally coming good for you. Yeah, listen, it's the life of a goalkeeper, right? Some some days things come off, and and you can be the hero, and and everything's great and dandy, and um, you know, it's 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 all rosy. And then there's other days when you go to play a pass, somebody reads it, you miss hit it. Right. Next thing you know, the ball's in the back of the net, and. Um, you know, it goes from bad to worse, and, and we throw away points against New England, and we're, we're all frustrated. And, and listen, I understand the, 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 the fans and, and the, the want and desire to succeed. You know, there's, there's nobody that wants to succeed and win every game more than the group that's in this locker room. Um, you know, we, we don't go out purposely trying to, you know, not give everything. And, and, you know, listen, it was a quick turnaround from Wednesday, the travel. Um, the time zones, all the little things. And so to come out tonight and, yeah, we, we had to weather the game a little bit, uh, especially late in the first half. Um, you know, we regrouped at halftime and, and fair play to the guys in front of me to come out in the second half and, and go and get the result. But that's what professional sports is all about. It's, you know, no nobody's just going to be, you know, light years ahead of the opposition, right. especially in the league that we're in. And so, um, you know, every game is a battle. Every game you have to, you have to turn up and give you know, as much as you can, and then it's the next guy's turn to, to step on the field and do the same. And we saw that tonight when, when Tyler came on the field and, and made a difference for us. I wanted to ask you about halftime, and after kind of weathering the storm, I'm sure the legs were really heavy for the guys. What was the conversation like at halftime? Because the second half was outstanding. Yeah, I mean, listen, we talked about it at halftime. You know, the distance between our front line and our back line, where there was way too much space, and, and we didn't have enough support, you know, up and around Gigi. And, and you know, we need to do a better job of you know compressing the field and, and getting up to support him and, and allow him to do what he does um, but when it becomes you know a 20 30 yard gap between our, our front line and then our, our midfielders it's it's extremely difficult and so we talked about squeezing up the field we talked about um, you know continuing the, the the runs behind you know obviously when you watch the video of DC going into the game they play a high line and, and the first goal is is a credit to that and you know we knew that Tyler Miller is, is an aggressive goalkeeper in terms of his starting positions, and, and Gigi got on the end of it, and, and a great finish for the first one. How cool was it to get Ozzy Alonso back tonight? Yeah, it was fantastic. Listen, you know, I, I know you guys get a sneak peek of, of the team when we're traveling and, and a sneak peek of being on the plane and all this, but listen, the work that this guy has put in over the last 14 months, yep. the, the, the struggles and the setbacks that he's had, um, the dedication to, to turning up when, when we're on the road, the dedication to keeping a positive attitude. Um, you know, there's something about Ozzy when, when you look at him, it's just, it puts a smile on your face. And so to have him back on the field, um, you know, we were all buzzing for him just to, to see him out there. And then, then I had to tell him off a few times when he was trying, <laughs> trying to get the ball in the 91st minute off my foot. I said, get up the field, Ozzy. You know? um, but no, it's, it was great to have him back, man. Uh, he's going to be a, a massive boost for us going forward. Five days off for you. How are you going to spend them? Ah, probably running after the kids. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll 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 be somewhere doing something with them. Um, yeah, we'll figure that part out. But you know, it's a it's a it's a bit of a break that we're able to now use and hopefully re 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 uh, re energize mentally and physically and and be ready to go for the second half of the season. Brad, great job. I think a lot of people forget you came back seven weeks into a 12 week injury yourself. Uh, so great playing again tonight. Six and a half, Mike. Come on now. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> there I go again. There I go again. Sorry, Brad. Great work. Uh, we'll see you after the international break. Enjoy it. Always a pleasure, guys. Great Be stuff, good. Brad. Brad, good hand. Great stuff. Really great insight. You know, and and look, I, I I meant what I said. Brad really got in the lab. Uh, not that he necessarily had to get in the lab after what happened a week ago Wednesday, but he really got in the lab, and you saw that determination and, and the work that he did in L.A. The goal he gave up tonight, absolutely not his fault whatsoever. It was one be the keeper situation. The guy is saving at 93% over his last two matches, and he has saved two and a half expected goals. 
And on top of it, he's averaging more than 20 accurate passes per game over his last two. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people forget. In fact, it's a narrative that I, I actually really got upset with earlier this week. Oh, he's had two bad games in a row. He absolutely did he not did have a not. bad game That's in Orlando. He saved the draw against Orlando. So, look, stuff happens. Stuff happened, unfortunately, in the New England match. Brad has been very good since he returned from injury in three of the four matches he's played. The work that Brad Gazan has put in, go back to the Achilles rupture last year. If you haven't seen the Brick by Brick documentary, you need to watch it if you want to get great insight into Brad Gazan and just the animal he is as a worker off the field. He was pushing himself faster than anybody. You had to slow him down a little bit because he was pushing himself so much. Preseason, he was involved day one. He gets hurt against NYC, and it felt like it was four or five weeks after the injury that he's sprinting on the side at the training ground. And I talked about it. One of the first full sessions he was involved in, it was a really intense uh, activity at the end of the session. I think it was 6v6, three different teams rotating in and out. And the command of the entire facility from Brad Gazan, vocally organizing, yelling, motivating when he needed to motivate someone, getting at somebody when he needed to get at somebody. Uh, just so impressive to see. And he's always looking to do the extra thing to get better. So many times after a session, he goes off to the side to work on distribution. Mm -hmm. Or he goes over to, to do things like the shot-stopping drill that we saw at UCLA. He's always putting in that work to get better. And at this stage, Brad Gazan has seen it all and done it all, and he's always trying to find that 1% to be better. And you have to commend him for that. He's such a leader with this team. And now you get Ozzy Alonso back, another leader. And this team is in a really nice spot going into the second half. Crucial. Now they will have some absences during the international break and right after, but... Like I said at the top of the show, I'm very happy with where Atlanta United is at this very moment. Now, while we were speaking with Brad, Gonzalo Pineda was addressing the media downstairs. Let's listen to some of that now. It's a pleasing performance offensively for you. Well, I would say yes. Of course, there was a moment in the first half that we were not sharp and we start to lose the control of the ball, of course. Not very pleased at that. I have to reflect on the film. Um, but yeah, overall, I think we were the team that was trying, trying, trying to to create the spaces to overload the opponent. Uh, and I'm very happy because this is a very good team. I don't know actually where they are in the standings at this moment and all that, but I think uh, Wayne Rooney is, uh, is doing a great job at putting a very solid team. Uh, the defenders are very tough to beat. They have they have a speed on the flag. They have someone like Benteke that is very difficult to mark. And then the people around Benteke is always finding the pockets to get the second balls, and from there they progress the ball. So it's not easy to play against these type of teams. And today we show a very good performance, in my opinion. So kudos to everyone that was able to deal with the challenges that they present. And uh, yeah, overall. Very, very pleased with the performance. And you elected uh, to not use the, the inverted wingers, so to speak, to, to start Wiley on the left and Etienne on the right. What did you ask them to do, and did they execute what you wanted? Well, a little bit of directness. I was telling you the other day um, on, on the press conference that maybe having someone like Yaku, you know, it makes sense, maybe the natural wingers. And... Uh, and not that completely worked, because I cannot say it completely worked. The crosses to Jakub probably were not there completely as I, expect, I was expecting. But I feel like we are a bit more direct in the type of runs that we get. Uh, inverted wingers are always good when you have someone like Luis that can take the ball on the left and then dribble inside. Someone like Brooks can overlap and create different challenges for the opponent. Uh, but I think having natural wingers adds another dimension to our game where we can create a space for players in the pockets because of how many runs we make behind from, from that position on the flank. So tactically changes a little bit. Um, so we'll have to see and reflect what is the best thing for the team. Again, we have to maybe adapt a little bit to Yakumakis because in the past we were looking a lot at the primacy zone, primacy zones and everything on the ground. But having someone like Yaku that is so dominant in their duels and he's always in good positions to attack the back, uh, maybe we have to, to reflect on different ways to attack in the final third. 
Um, so all those are reflections that in the following days we will be taking, of course, and, uh, and, and we'll see. John. Gonzalo, congratulations on the win. Um, what do you make of Jay Fortune's uh, full debut tonight? Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Someone that has been progressing very well. I think I told you since preseason, someone that we had a lot of faith. Um, I think he's one that can play six, can play eight, and a little bit in the pocket. He has that final product too, but also he can play double pivot. Today we were fluctuating between eight, ten, eight, six, and double pivot, trying to create different challenges for for the opponent, especially when we play double t pivot. That puts Tiago beneath Yaku, and then at times the opponents are having trouble finding Tiago, right? So. Again, he's someone that is very interesting with his profile, um, and he showed very, very good actions, I think, offensively and defensively, so I'm looking forward to his progression in the season. And then just sticking with midfield, um, Franco Ibarra, what have you seen from him and the way he's kind of progressed in his time in Atlanta overall, but just and especially this season and these last few games, it seems like he's in some of the best form he's been in. Yes, I think he's going well. I think he's a six that is very physical, that can win the duels. I was very pleased at him not getting the the eighth yellow, uh, so we can keep him for one more game. But uh, he's very physical, and the times I feel like uh, you know defending in that part of the field is time and space. If we are compact, we are giving Ivara more chances to win the duels because in small distances, in 10, 15 yards, he's one of the best at putting pressure on opponents and close down and regain balls. If we start to be open and we start to be in bigger gaps in the middle of the field, 40, 50 yards with by 76, I think it's a big space to cover for everyone. So again, uh, I think at times the players suit better to certain moments of the game, certain games. When we are compact, I think Ivar is one of the best to win those duels. When we are stretched, maybe not. Uh, what I'm also pleased with him is his ability to progress the ball. Um, I have to take a look to the stats, but I think he's one of the best at you know, receiving in the pocket and try to activate forward inside, not just outside or in behind. Um, so I think he's progressing very well on that. Well, Gonzalo Pineda, who went on Dukes and Bell yesterday and kind of referred to this match as a must-win for Atlanta United. They get the win tonight, a good performance, 3-1 over D.C. United. Yeah, a couple aspects of that I want to touch on. Um, I think it's easy to compare players from different teams, different leagues, whatever, and say that, well, if you play this position, you have to play like this player. Or you have to do these things. I think what Gonzalo Pineda said right there about Franco Ibarra is very, very important and very enlightening about the way he wants Atlanta United to play. He wants them to be compact. That goes back to the way that you build up the play out of the back and get forward as a unit, not just bomb it forward and go chase. This game, you, you had to do that a little bit, but you want the team to be compact because it plays to the strengths of the team. When you're wide open, Franco Ibarra doesn't fit that style, but he's not brought here to play that style. He's playing to play the style that Atlanta United wants to play. So the idea that he doesn't cover ground or he, he does, he's not fast or those things – you're not asking him to do that. He's not playing in a, a team that you're asking that position to do that. Does the game sometimes require it? Yes. And that's what you have to try to avoid. You have a style of play, but you also have tactics. And when you go back to the idea about inverted wingers and, and do you do them, do you not do them, you can do both, and you need to do both. Because sometimes some opponents – Inverted wingers can be very dangerous to them. Sometimes certain opponents, natural wingers who can stretch the field wider, can be very dangerous. We talked about it all night long tonight, pregame, halftime, throughout both halves. Atlanta United had spaces out wide to play that ball direct. Having natural wingers was the right play today, and it really suited this game. You have a philosophy. You have an idea about how you want the game to look. You have a mentality within the team. These things are consistent. You can go look at the U12s for Atlanta United. You can look at the first team. You will see common threads in the way they want teams to play. There is an Atlanta United way, and there's a certain philosophy on hand. That doesn't dictate tactics. Tactics are coming into the game, looking at what the opponent does, what their weaknesses are, how you can exploit it, what their strengths are, what you have to protect. 
when you have tactics, which you do for different games, and they're different tactics, sometimes you have to adjust. Sometimes players are a better fit for certain tactics. Sometimes players don't perform as well with different tactics, and you change the lineup or you change what you ask them to do. Good teams do. Manchester City doesn't play the same way every single game. Liverpool doesn't play the same way every single game. Real Madrid doesn't play the same way every single game. Atlanta United's not going to play the same way every single game. The tactics were dead on tonight with no time to really prepare outside of video and conversation. Going to this kind of a lineup and playing in this manner worked extremely well. Took a little while, mm -hmm. but it absolutely worked and it was dead on. And Ibarra, Fortune... Wolf coming off the bench. All of those players suited this game really well. Chick-fil-A is committed to helping fight food insecurity and is proud to partner with Atlanta United and Soldiers Angels to help tackle veteran hunger all season long. When an Atlanta United player successfully makes a tackle, Chick-fil-A restaurants in Atlanta will donate 100 pounds of food to feed a military or veteran family in need for a month. For more information and to see how you can help, visit atlutd.com backslash community. We'll take some questions and comments on Twitter after this. Atlanta United 3-1 winners tonight over D.C. United on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. United's beaten D.C. a lot over the last six years. So we, we continue to go as deep as we can into the DMV music library here. You, you saying Peaches and Herb is, is a deep cut? No, but, I mean, what, what we're having to do now is expand the geographical reach a little bit, right? I not, mean, it, now... Not too much. Not, well, but, but whereas I think in the past we've tried very, very hard to just stay within... The District of Columbia, and now we, we, we have no choice. Peaches and Herbs, D.C., they're the district. Uh, well, I stand corrected then. I, I thought they were from Northern Virginia, like Alexandria, Arlington. Herb the, was born in Anacostia. Really? Well, that's right by D.C. United Stadium. Uh -huh. How about that? Okay. There you go. Oh, well, I stand corrected. Uh, as has happened <laughs> many like, times I think before. I got yeah. that one. No, 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 no. Uh, you're talking to the same person who had a shocking revelation on the full time report one time about Tevin Campbell. One of so, the greatest moments in full time yeah, report history. Still one I have not lived down. <laughs> no, you haven't. 3 1 Atlanta United over D.C. United tonight. Let's get to some questions and comments on Twitter. All right. Have we figured out. Uh, Matt Wagner brings up a point about Stryker. Have we figured out if Yakimakis can serve a yellow card suspension whilst on international duty? No, we have not. I have not seen clarification on that. Um, if the game was on the same day as a Greece game, then no, you wouldn't be able to do that. And that's not going to be the case. 
We have seen players, and I very specifically remember David Beckham playing for England and then the next day coming back to play for the Galaxy. It's when Jesse Marsh kicked him in the stomach and almost started a brawl in a match. Um, Beckham was crazy to play in that match. But if it's not the same day, you should be able to sit that game out. If it's the same day, you don't have an argument. If it's the next day... Your argument should be, well, we were going to put him on a plane and have him come back for that Wednesday game, and, right. and well, we, that was what we were going to do. The incident did have the feel to me as Yorgos, knowing he was on the tightrope, being able to earn a receipt and also kind of reset the total because he was going on international duty. I don't want to speculate, but it did have that feel. Now, here's the other part of Matt Wagner's question. I'm ready to lobby on Yorgos's behalf if we need to. Okay, well, we know he won't play against New York City. Right. No matter One what. way or another. One way or the other. Uh, that, that likely means Barry starts. Matt Wagner wants to know now who behind him. Is Eric Lopez going to be ready? Not and what ready. about Jackson Conway now coming back to ATL UTD 2? Conway could be that possibility. Uh, unfortunately, Karim Tamimi, who's been in really good form for Atlanta United 2, I don't believe you can do the short-term loan with him. There is an upper age limit on being able to do the short-term loan. It's not just any player with your second team. It's players under the age, and I believe it is straight up under the age of 26, and Tamimi is 26. Uh, Kofi Tuomasi is 26, and other players played really well for Atlanta United, too, who could have earned a short-term call-up at, at various points this season. So I think Jackson Conway will potentially get that opportunity. I think the other possibility here, is uh, depending on who's available, and, and right now it's going to be a little tenuous because that game's on a Wednesday. The international breaks is next week. You're going to have games at the end of next week and over the weekend and early in the following week. You might get some guys back for that Wednesday game. You might not. So right now it's very up in the air on our end as to knowing who's going to be there and who isn't. If you have enough on the wings to be able to do this, you could see Tyler Wolf as the number nine. Hmm. Tyler Wolf has played as a nine throughout his, his youth career with the academy. He's played as a number nine for Atlanta United, too. He's a different kind of number nine. But you could do that if you have depth on the wing and you want to keep Miguel Berry in reserve and have him as the number two striker in that case. So that's a possibility as well. Don't rule that out. Uh, Nick wants to know how we felt about a Johnny Fortune's first MLS start tonight. Nick felt he was a bright spot for a midfield that uh, sometimes has not been what this team needs to be. I think the midfield's been better than the narratives have been. I think you've had a situation where Hosechu started the season, got hurt. Sadich came in and played very well and kept the spot. Then he got hurt. Hosechu came back into the spot. Then they were kind of battling back and forth, and neither one made the full claim on the position. I think it's open, and Johnny Fortune has kind of pushed his way into that. Good performances with Atlanta United, too. Good performances off the bench. I think Johnny Fortune is is such a cool success story for the club as a whole. He came to the club a little bit later. He didn't grow up in the Atlanta area, came down from the Raleigh area, joined the academy, had an opportunity to start getting games with Atlanta United, too, at a pretty young age. And I will always remember when it comes to Fortune, the game in Memphis where he picked up two first-half yellow cards. The second one was a, a bad decision, gets sent off, team ends up losing on the road. He was playing as an academy player. I thought that might be it for his time with Atlanta United, too. He worked extremely hard on the training ground to earn the trust of the coaching staff, get back into that team, and then the performances have been outstanding ever since. Sometimes young players have that turning point, and a lot of times it's from uh, something negative. It's from a mistake. Fortune coming back from that moment and being so good with this team, earning caps with Trinidad and Tobago, getting into the first-team rotations in preseason and showing well. Gonzalo Pineda's talked about him a lot over the past year in terms of he's impressive. I, I like him. I want to see him continue to work. He's going to push for time. Well, that time has come. And, and a Johnny Fortune gives you, I think, more in the attacking third than Hosechu. Maybe not quite as much as Sadich yet. Sadich is a, a little bit better as a 10 in those moments as a playmaker. Fortune is more of an attacking eight. I think he's very good defensively, better than Sadich in that regard. So it's going to be a little bit of the hot hand. And I think you're going to get then back to the tactics of who is the best fit 
depending on what you need for that match. Well, Almada Flo wants to know right now, who do you think is the best fit for the eight? Well, going up against NYC in the next match, I would like to see Fortune get another opportunity. I agree. And, and I, I think think you're going to have the window to do that. I mean, Mateus Ozetu was load managed tonight. Yeah, he was uh, exhausted at the end of the LAFC game when he came out. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I, w- I would tend to agree. I-, I think the opportunity is there. I know that Gonzalo Pineda and this technical staff really rate Johnny in the same way that they rate Tyler Wolf and really in the same way that they rate Machope Chol, and just situationally, it's been a little bit difficult for them to get Machope Chol some opportunities lately. I think what it comes down to is young players have to earn that that situation of being rated. They have to play to a certain point to get noticed, to get thought about as somebody, hey, we can count on this guy. Hey, we can use them in certain spots. Hey, they can potentially turn into a starter. Then it's on the player. And they have to take advantage of the opportunities. Tyler Wolf right now, absolutely taking advantage of every opportunity that's presented to him. Machoke Chol, I think he's doing the same thing. Now Fortune is in that mix. And it's cool to see these guys all come through the academy, all have had very different pathways. Tyler Wolf, you know, he got the, the first team deal during the, the COVID times. It was right before MLS is back. Machoke Chol didn't get a homegrown deal until after he completed his time at Wake Forest. Fortune came all the way through, had that adversity, and has fought to get into this moment. And I'd love to see him continue to progress. I think he's got a lot of upside, and we're only scratching the surface for what Fortune can be. All right, uh, just a quick look around the league. Columbus with a very late winner, a wild match against Chicago. 2-1 Columbus wins at Soldier Field That's tonight. That's a big win for them on the road because they've been bad on the road. Yeah, and, and now improved to 2-5-1 and one on the road, and that it keeps pace with Atlanta United. It looked like Atlanta was going to open up a three-point cushion over Columbus tonight. Instead, it is just one. Orlando against nine-man Colorado tonight. They win, and they stay within two points of Atlanta United, and unfortunately for Atlanta, New England won tonight rather easily over Miami. Joseph did score a penalty there, so Atlanta United two points out of third right now in the East. Philadelphia is still to play tonight, though, in San Jose, and Cincinnati is running past everyone. Uh, They will play uh, in a couple minutes as well in Vancouver, and Nashville and Toronto played to a 1-1 draw, so Atlanta United gained two points on Nashville tonight, so... Uh, two points out of third, four points out of second for Atlanta United. I also want to point out, some of you might not like to hear this. Oh, boy. Atlanta United's six-match unbeaten streak is the longest unbeaten streak they have had since the end of the 2021 season and the third longest unbeaten streak in club history. And if they get a result against New York City next Wednesday, they will tie the longest unbeaten streak in club history. <gasps> I, I know. A lot of draws, but but there were draws in that 2021 streak. There were draws in the 2018 streak. There were draws in the 2017 streak. So, uh, anyhow, Atlanta United will play New York City a week from Wednesday. We'll look ahead to that match, the international break, and wrap everything up after this on the full-time report. 3-1 Atlanta United over D.C. United tonight on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. United 3-1 here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You know, listening to Wale and talking about musicians from D.C. reminds me of one of my all-time favorite moments on an NBA broadcast. And this happened in 2016, I want to say, on the Toronto Raptors broadcast. The announcer is Matt Devlin. And... um, well, here's what happened. It was Rudy Gay being heckled by Wale, who was sitting in the front <laughs> row. And here, here's what happened. Rudy Gay with the three. And you see his uh, reaction. 
And a fan heckling him, and, and supposedly this fan is a well-known local rapper, Wall A, locally here. And Rudy said, hey, Wall A, I'm in Canada now, A. Hey, call me. <laughs> call me after the game because I just... I know, we uh, talked about Wall that. A. Uh, we can stop it there. <laughs> Leo Routens, the analyst as well, chiming in. Uh, Wall A was... Um, informed of that remark by someone who was watching the game, and they called Wale yes. uh, in the arena, and Wale was not pleased, well, and he no. actually physically confronted the announcers. <laughs> uh, that part of the incident, we cannot play for you over Oh, the yeah, I can imagine. Wale was very displeased being referred to as a local rapper. Um, yes, as he should be. Yeah, because he's not a local rapper. He's uh, very nationally Wale prominent. Wale is international. I agree. Uh, all right. Anyhow, uh, speaking of international, good transition. <laughs> Atlanta United going into the international break now. Uh, Pineda's going to give him five days off. Then he'll bring him back next week, five days to train ahead of New York City, which will be a week from Wednesday. First of all, just really quickly on the international break, we know of some of the call-ups, not all of them. We know about Yakimakis. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll go to Europe to play for Greece and Euro qualifiers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tiang Almada going up to Argentina, but they're going out to Japan, I want to say. Asia. Yeah, a couple uh, different spots. A couple different spots in Asia. Miles Robinson going to Nations League. Uh, that'll be in Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas, so he won't leave the country, but he's going to be gone. Luis Abram going up to Peru. We have heard maybe Derek Etienne going up to Haiti. Not I don't know what Haiti's playing in. I don't know if they have friendlies or not. Right, well, you got to remember, like this is a weird spot for the CONCACAF teams because the Nations League games, obviously, you know what that semifinal and that potential final is. And Miles Robinson will be back for the Wednesday game if he's not called up for the Gold Cup squad, which is the question mark. And right now, Johnny Fortune is on the preliminary roster for Trinidad and Tobago. Derek Etienne is on the preliminary roster for Haiti for the Gold Cup. That final roster hasn't come out for either nation yet that I've seen. They could be part of it. That doesn't start until the following weekend. So you could have guys go away for friendlies but then not get called up for the Gold Cup or the opposite. They could not get called up for the friendlies and then be named to the Gold Cup roster if those teams play friendlies in the in-between. So I haven't seen Etienne or Fortune being called up for games that would affect the NYC match. Uh, Almada, if he plays in the second game for Argentina's friendlies in Asia, he won't be able to get back in time. If the U.S. gets to the final of the CONCACAF Nations League, Miles Robinson should be okay to come back. It just depends on how many minutes he played. And if he get, continues on with the team in the Gold Cup, then he might not come back. Yorgos Yakimaki's not going to be back for that Wednesday game, I would not expect, unless he doesn't play the second game for some reason. And Luis Abram, I think Peru is in Asia as well, so I'm not expecting him back for that. It's going to be a tricky roster and lineup situation when it comes to the NYC match, not this Wednesday, but the following. Yeah, New York City not playing very well lately. They have not won on the road this year, 0-5 and 4. Of course, they played to a 1-1 draw at Yankee Stadium back in April. That was a pretty good match, pretty yeah. even match, both teams. NYC struggled since then seven straight without a win and they are scoreless early in the second half at rsl right now so uh, outside of the assurance that we'll see miguel barry i mean is this a match where you could see noah cobb maybe get in there because yeah. abram's going to be out and, uh, or and potentially out maybe miles uh do you see tyler wolf maybe sneaking into this uh, depending on what happens to Etienne, and then how much more do we see of luis arujo before he is sent to flamingo in a couple weeks i think you really might need luis arujo for this stretch of two games and that was the original announcement was that he would be with the team through the trip to red bull which is saturday after the nyc game so I think you might need him. You might have to – I mean, the idea was he'd be here anyway, but I think you really might have to ask something of him in those two games. Tyler Wolf, I think, will start at least one of those two, maybe both. Uh, Noah Cobb's been playing very well for Atlanta United, too. He's been with the first team over these past couple of games in the mix, so he hasn't. He didn't play for Atlanta United, too, last night. I think he's ready. He's in a better place than he was when he played against Columbus, which I didn't think he was bad in that game to begin with. Um, the goals weren't on him, but I think he's even more confident now. You might have to go deeper into guys who could get that call-up from Atlanta United, too, who are on MLS contracts or are signed to Atlanta United, too. One player is Luke Brennan. And Luke Brennan has been outstanding for Atlanta United, too, in getting in behind, something that we've talked about with this first team a lot. Brennan 
Got two yellows on Inter-Miami fullback. Got him sent off in the first half. Last week, yesterday, got another yellow on a Philadelphia player. And the same thing, he's so good in the 1v1s. He's so good at getting in behind. He just doesn't stop working. Might be an opportunity for short-term call-up for him, for Eric Centeno, who got a goal recently, for Efrain Morales. You've got some potential there for guys who could come up on a short-term. We already mentioned Jackson Conway as a possibility. So that NYC game, it's way too early to call what a lineup could look like. We don't know who will be available. It won't look like a normal lineup because of the international break. So that'll be the next match a week from Wednesday, 7 o'clock for the Five Stripes Countdown. 7.30 will be the kickoff. I have to miss the match. My sister decided to schedule a wedding on a Wednesday. Interesting. Yeah. I, I hear it's a, a good move, though, from a cost perspective. I, well, uh, not for me. It's not. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mike. No, it's okay. So Jason will call the match. Uh, uh, a week from Wednesday, again, 7.30 here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Okay, that'll do it for tonight. Producers were Dom Shirosky and Abe Gordon, Miller Pope, our engineer. For Jason Longshore, I'm Mike Conti. Once again, Atlanta United over D.C. United 3-1 tonight. We will see you after the international break here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. You've been listening to the Full-Time Report, a complete wrap-up of today's Atlanta United game. Tune in for complete match day coverage all season long. The home for our Atlanta United is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.